Good to be together. How's everyone doing? Yeah? We are following a cloud, as we're saying. And uh, God has us on a journey. We've had a moniker for a lot of years, which is that we are a prayerful family on mission. Prayerful family on mission. All of life is prayer. All of life with the people of God and all of life sharing in the passion of God to reconcile the world. So what it means to follow Jesus is to be a prayerful family on mission. And um, we have a moniker in this season that's a little extraordinary, which means that we're also nomadic in terms of where we gather. And really that's no more extreme than what we're called to in our everyday lives is to live fully surrendered to him. The new wineskin that we believe God is calling us to is to be a prayerful family on mission that is fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit. I believe that's a wineskin he can entrust whatever he would like to do into, his wine, if you will. And so that's the wineskin, and we've been moving around house to house. You've just heard about spare rooms turning into prayer rooms. Can you imagine if every Nava household, whether you were a single or living in community or had a family, had some dedicated space in your house that was a little prayer station or a prayer wall? It would be so cool if we're, who, you know, you're a visitor from the outside of Kansas City, and every Nava home you went into had some kind of prayer space in it. Uh, that's actually a tradition in a lot of the church uh, globally. So can you imagine that as such a pervasive culture that all of our homes were prayer rooms? And um, people are turning Airbnbs into prayer Airbnbs coming up in Lee Summit. I think you should just coin that. I think somebody's got an Airbnb business over here. We should just start prayer Airbnbs around, around the earth. Uh, I think that's a good idea. Um, you know, people are setting tents up in their backyard We're moving house to house. We're walking streets. We're praying for neighbors. This is the call of following Jesus. Yes, it seems like something extraordinary is going on, but really it's just normal Christianity. We're a prayerful family on mission, house to house. But we're also moving place to place and church to church. And man, God has been calling us around. We've landed here for a season. But I want to share with you the unfolding. You guys have been praying for us, and we know where we're headed next, where we're sensing the cloud moving. And um, maybe a, a couple months ago, I had a conversation with a pastor, and I actually, Gary Schmidt set it up, and he said, would you just tell him your crazy follow the cloud story? And I was like, I guess it's kind of embarrassing, and people usually feel bad for me when I tell it, but okay, we'll tell it. And um, so I go into the guy's office, and I tell him, it's a real proper office, you know, and tell him the story. And he goes, I had an encounter with God in February. And he goes, I don't use that language ever. I think it might be the only time I've ever had an encounter with God. And I'm like, okay, wow. And uh, I'm like, I'm all ears, you know. He goes, man. And we shared the story. And he said, the encounter with God that I had, this is the first time I've heard a real story that matches it. And he goes, you're giving me courage. You're giving our church courage to be what God has called us to be. And then he said, everything we have is yours. Would you come in? So I was like, wow, what a moment, right? Well, just to make this simple, 
that pastor was the pastor who's opening up for us on September 29th to come and fast and pray. That pastor is the pastor who's taking his word seriously and letting the whole city crash his church, gate crash on October 4th, so Pete can come and help us launch a year of prayer. And that pastor, when I went to meet with him this week, said to me, his name is Jim West, he said, I couldn't get the words out. I was like, uh, Jim, we need a building as of October 6th. And he goes, I could barely get it out. And he goes, my executive pastor came to me. We want to give you our 9 a.m. service. I was like, huh, come again? And he goes, not only that, we want to meet our churches together and we could like share this story. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then Finally, I had to like literally cut him off. I was like, we don't, we can't use the morning service. We're going to take the, the afternoon basically. And he was relieved because it was going to cramp their style big time in the morning. And he was like, oh, well, okay, that's good. But can we still meet together as churches? And so he said, come in for October and November and maybe longer. And we did, I said, well, we don't know. It's a cloud and we, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It, it moves and. It stays when we leave, but it goes and we go. It's the Holy Spirit's everywhere. I don't know how to explain this. Um, anyways, Colonial Presbyterian has welcomed us in. I think we have a slide. Um, so October 6th and 20th, November 3rd and 17th, those gatherings will be at 4 p.m. at Colonial Presbyterian, 4 to 6 Remember, we have two practice runs, one on the 29th, which we want everyone to be at, and then October 4th. Family, I can't say it strong enough. There's going to be a 1,000 people there. I would love to have like a few hundred of those be from Nava to carry the DNA of 24-7 into the city. Something is going to happen that night. It's not about Pete Gregg's book. Something is going to happen that night. Gary's going to tell the city's story. We're going to have leaders from across the body of Christ there. And it's going to be a night of worship and then an invitation of what would it look like to pray anywhere and pray everywhere, just like you guys have been modeling all over the city in 2020. By the way, this thing is so cool that at Colonial this week, I got to share the Pray KC story with 150 leaders from across the body of Christ. This wild idea, and we called them to come on October 4th and invite the churches of the city. There was people who hadn't been in city meetings in a long time, and what I could say is there was a fresh new spark of hope in the leaders of the city. It was electric in that room as our team from Pray KC shared with the leaders of the city. So the cloud is moving. I want to remember for a moment, I think you put up the wilderness slide, they were going lower and slower. And um, just a simple rehearsal of where the cloud has been. You remember we, the cloud landed for one moment, one day on Easter in April. And and it landed in a field in Grandview at an amphitheater that dwarfed us. We were planning to set up two little speakers and gather around a 30-foot stage and just laugh at ourselves because we were so dumb. And God orchestrated an impromptu city gathering to show us he's the God of the miraculous even in a moment as 800 or more collided for prayer, for revival in Grandview on Easter. The cloud landed for a day and God showed us in a moment he can do a miracle. Isn't that beautiful? And then we knew we were supposed to move to a strip mall in Lee Summit. In incredibly strategic. I'm joking. 
a strip mall in Lee Summit. Like, why? Well, for so many reasons we understand and don't understand. In the middle of our time there, a racial conflict broke out in Lee Summit. Where were we? We were there to pray. Amazing new families have been added to our body, even through stopping there. And uh, I'm so grateful. And in that place, God stirred our hearts. We were only supposed to stay for two months, but the pastor who says, I don't have dreams, had a dream. And he said, would you stay one month longer? And in that month, many of their people were filled with the Holy Spirit, came to discipleship. We began to pray together and learn from one another in prayer. God was doing something miraculous at that little pit stop. What was the name of that church? It was a new beginning for us. And it was a new beginning for them. Something was going on there. And then we were like, we don't know where to go next. And we... Literally, I think, saw some kind of an ad for a weird space in the middle of the city, and it was actually a cool space, we found out. But God brought us here, and quite honestly, we didn't know why he was bringing us here. We, we arrived, and we, none of us realized that three days before we got here, the new mayor, Quentin Lucas, was installed as the mayor of Kansas City. And so here we land with a view of the city as the mayor's put in, in a place to worship, and to pray. And we knew that God was calling us away from serving another community for a short season, but we didn't understand what it would mean. And he said, go lower and go slower. And we've been spending 40 days in a metaphorical wilderness, detaching and disconnecting ourselves from the noise and social media to connect ourselves to the heart of God and to one another. I don't know about you, but my family's been changed through it. How many have enjoyed this time of lower and slower? How many are still grieving social media, the loss of it? And there's a little bit of pain there, I'm going to be honest. So we've disconnected, but our hearts are freer. And remember, the first message that was given here was given by Katie, the blessing of the wilderness, to have listening ears, to have soft hearts, and to have hungry spirits. We felt that something was going to happen, that we were pulling away to be with God, to listen to God in a new way. The next message was spirit murmurations. I gave a weird message about the art in the city speaking to us. And what is a murmuration? It is the, the complexity of thousands of birds moving in cohesion and unity in the midst of limited information in a chaotic environment, there's a way that we could stay cohesive. And the way that the birds do it is they do it by staying connected to a few others. And so God is talking to us about murmurations of the Spirit. And remember in that message, we said, our simple surrender is all we can offer. But when we surrender, God pulls us up into a sovereign story. None of us know the story God's writing in Kansas City. None of us knows the story God's writing in our lives. But what we can do is simply surrender and live in connection with our neighbor. Spirit murmurations. And then the last time we gathered here, we defined what it looks like in part to go lower, not just slower. We talked about a rich young ruler and that rich young ruler who could have had it all if he would have seen the treasure of the man standing before him. They could have had it all, 
And Jesus said, is there anything to us, anything that has our heart more than him? What would it look like to be freed of the idols that we love? To have Jesus as the great obsession of our heart. To go lower in the humility. And so I believe we've come to the garment house for an incredible purpose. We've been set apart to God. We've been set apart to his purpose. We've been set apart to be like God. I want to put a scripture up that's just profound to me. Isaiah 52. Do you have that one? No, not coming up. It's okay if you don't. I can read it. Isaiah 52, verse 1. It says, Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments. Awake, awake, put on your strength. Put on your beautiful garments. Do you have any of the rest of the presentation? No. So Isaiah 52, 1 is powerful. Awake, awake, put on your strength. Put on your beautiful garments. Here's what I want to say about what I think is happening at the garment house. When Israel, we have it? Oh, beautiful, there it is. When Israel left Egypt, it took them quite a while to wake up to the purpose for which they sent. In other words, their feet were moving before their mind understood. Their feet? Their feet were moving before their minds understood. Their little feetsies, they were moving. <laughs> the sheepies feetsies were moving. And I think that's often the case. I don't know about you, but sometimes I live in a certain way or act in a certain way before my understanding catches up to what's going on. And I think the, I think the garment house is like the divine delay moment where all of a sudden there's an awakening to what's actually going on. Friends, we, we're on a journey following a cloud, but are we awake, awake to the reason we're being set apart as a people? We left without understanding, but all of a sudden we're understanding that we're being awakened for the purpose of God. God himself is awakening his church to be alert and sensitive to the time we are alive. It is no ordinary moment. Awake, awake. Put on your strength. Put on your beautiful garments. We've come to the garment house to be awakened to the reason for which we have been sent. That we are being set apart for God himself and set apart for the purposes of God in a city. But we can't do that unless he will clothe us with his Holy Spirit. He will clothe us with the beauty of Jesus. We are holy under the Lord. We are a royal priesthood. And I believe we've come to this silly garment house that is quite nice. To be awakened to the reason that our feetsies are moving. We're out in the wilderness, but why are we out here? Can't you see Israel go like, what? what the heck? And God goes, okay, I want to speak identity into you. This is why you're in the wilderness. But what was partial with Israel has become full and fulfilled in Christ. I want to read this scripture in 1 Peter 2, 9. 
but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession or treasured possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. What are we awakening to? That this journey isn't just for us, though it's for us. No, we are chosen and treasured. Israel knew they were treasured because they were God's special nation, but now it's not just one nation. Any person, man, woman, or child with any color skin from any ethnicity in the whole world can be chosen and treasured if they will say yes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The one who was crucified and suffered and died and forgave our sin and he was buried and on the third day was risen from the dead. That one, he has declared you are chosen. The apple of my eye, you are Abba's favorite and you belong to God. You are his treasured possession. It is who you are. It is who you are in the gospel. But what if we would awaken to what was already true about us? In the gospel, you're already chosen. But what if you awoke to the reality of being chosen? In Christ, because he forgave you and became your righteousness, you are holy. But if, what if you were awakened to being holy, set apart from the world? I declare today you are a holy people, becoming set apart for Christ to be like Christ. And he says you're a royal priesthood. You are set apart not only for God or to be like God, you are set apart for the purpose of God, to be an intercessor. What does that mean? You take the loving heart of God and the hurting heart of humanity and you join them together in your everyday life. Everywhere you go into your occupation, you have a preoccupation, and that is to connect God in the world as an ambassador of reconciliation. You are the priesthood of royalty of King Jesus. Amen. We're set apart for God. We're set apart to be like God. And we're set apart for the purposes of God. I believe we've come to the garment house and I want to speak to your spirit now. Awake, Nava. Awake, awake. Put on your strength. Be awakened, be strengthened, and be clothed in garments of Christ. I want to invite Graham up. He's going to explain a little bit more to our hearts about this priesthood idea. And we're going to spend the whole last half of the morning doing something that I'm really excited about. So attentively give your ear to the wisdom of Dr. Graham Cato. Thank you, Adam. It's a huge privilege to be part of what God is doing here with Nava. And praise the Lord for Adam's leadership. Appreciate his enthusiasm. It's wonderful to work with the core team. Can we give him a hand? We're in a season of awakening, Adam has just said, an awakening to a reality that's already there, but in this season, so, so critical. An awakening to the fact that we are priests of God Most High. An awakening for that. And as, as Adam has said, royal priests. The priests 
of the past Levitical priests weren't allowed to be involved in the general ruling aspects. They were priests to God. But Jesus is a priest of the order of Melchizedek, who is a king as well as a priest. And we're called to go into the world, exercise the authority he's given us wherever we go, as well as be a priest to God Most High, representing him wherever we go. And so we are royal, but also priests working the purposes of the king. Jesus has already come and presented to the earth the character of the Father. Is that not true? Jesus has come to show us what the Father is like. He was the light of the world, but now he calls us to be the light of the world, to represent the character of the Father wherever we go. We are representatives of God. He has called us to represent him. We are called to represent the Father by offering our lives as living sacrifices to God. In other words, live for Him, not for ourselves. Jesus sacrificed His body, His life for us. He calls us to offer ourselves now, like He did, to present to the world what the Father is like. It is a high calling but he has called us to do that. We read earlier the scripture, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, you are chosen and you are a royal priesthood, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And how do we do that? If we keep on reading, we come to verse 12. And as we get there, it says, this is how we operate as a royal priesthood. Live such good lives among the pagans, the pagans of Kansas City. Is that right? We are to live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. So we're called to live the God kind of life among those that we are living among. And so very, very high calling. In doing this, we are presenting our bodies. Romans 12 says that we are to offer our bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God. This is our genuine worship. Whatever we do is carrying a message. When we are serving, when we are praying for people, whatever we're doing is carrying a message. This is the God pattern. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly beloved children, and live a life of love. We're to imitate God, reflect his character wherever we go. In Matthew 5, 13 and 14, it says that we are now the light of the world. 
how we live is to be an example to the world. We're also called the salt of the earth. Salt brings flavor. Yes? Salt brings preservation. It has a pre preserving effect. It also is something that stops the spread of yeast. It puts an end to the spread of sin. And so as we live God's way, we are examples of a better way. And like salt, making people thirsty for the Lord by the way in which we live. We are representing God to the world as we simply live our lives among the world around us. The second aspect here uh, of representing God among the people, besides offering our bodies, we are also called through the way we live to prove to the powers of darkness that God's wisdom of serving is superior to any other wisdom. And so not only are we the light to the world, we are winning a spiritual battle every day by living God's way. Satan is weakened the more we live God's way. And uh, Ephesians 3 verse 10 says it's God's intention that now through the church, the wisdom of God would be made known to the rulers, principalities, and powers. God is entrusting to us the responsibility as his royal priests to give evidence that God's wisdom of serving is the best way to live. In the book of James chapter 3, it talks about God's wisdom. The wisdom of purity. The wisdom of being peace-loving. The wisdom of being considerate. The wisdom of being sincere. The wisdom of being submissive and full of mercy and full of good fruit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, and faithfulness. The Lord calls us to demonstrate in very mundane and practical ways the wonder of His way. And there's a spiritual force as we do that that is showing light to the people around us and showing the forces of darkness that their way doesn't work and weakening Satan's abilities in, this, in the earth. A powerful call. We're also called to bless people. Melchizedek met Abraham coming back from battle and blessed him in the name of the Lord. Took out bread and wine as a forerunner of what Jesus would do for us. And we too, as priests, are called to encourage people around us. Bless them in the name of the Lord. There is a spiritual force as we, His people, bless others and remind them of the work of the cross. And so we are called to do that. Show His character through our lives exercise spiritual force to bring weakness to Satan and bless people we come across. There's a second aspect to being priest besides representing God. We're also called to represent people to God. And so we do that 
by praying and interceding for them. Adam mentioned this earlier. We are called to be intercessors for the people of the earth. Those who don't know the Lord need prayer that they may get to know the Lord. So our intercession is vital. Isaiah 56 verse 7 says that my house will be a house of prayer. And we together as a royal priesthood are a house. We are to be a house of prayer. Isaiah 61 from 1 to 3 also talks about a way of prayer. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted. As we pray for people who are in bondage, they are set free. In this last week, I had a telephone call from a man who's been struggling with panic attacks for six years. And as we just said to him, just be quiet. Let the Lord show you what's happening. The Lord, in less than 10 minutes, set him free from six years of wrestling with panic attacks. We have the ability to facilitate freedom for people as part of our priesthood. We're also called to bring praise and thanks to God as the fruit of our lives. Part of our role as priest is to worship. Worship God Most High on behalf of Kansas City. When we pray and we worship, it brings change. We may not see it, but it's a spiritual effect. And so it's very important for us to recognize that. The things I've been mentioning are high demands. Live God's way. <laughs> Engage in spiritual warfare through serving, prayer and worship. It seems an impossible task, but God himself has come to live in you. You are living stones. Each and every one of us are living stones. God has made his home in us. There's a giant of a God living in you, and we are able because of him, not because of our efforts. He is able through us, as we don't live by our own thinking, our own feelings, and our own preferences, but rather live by the Spirit as his royal priests. And not only are we individually a living stone, we are being built together as a royal temple for our God. We are powerful together. This is not something we do only as individuals. There's such a power in the love relationships that are here that we as a royal priesthood together, on this nomadic journey, God is working through us on His behalf. And uh, we want to recognize the wonder of the fact, come awake to the reality, we are a living priesthood, a royal priesthood. And today's the day of recognition. The Lord bless you as we step out and shine for the Lord. Adam, won't you come and share? It's amazing. We have our whole lives to unfold and discover all the dimensions Graham's just shared with us. But I wonder what it would look like for Nava to really come awake to the moment we are sitting in, the moment we are walking in as we're following the cloud. I think the Holy Spirit does want to awaken us, strengthen us, and clothe us. Awaken us, strengthen us, and clothe us. 
I really believe that it, each of us, at a personal level, at a household level, at a community level, and all together, we are a prayerful family, a mission. We're a, a roving house of prayer for the very purpose of God sent on his mission. And what if we were awake to that, present to the God who is present to us? And so we felt to walk this morning into a powerful, symbolic demonstration of prayer. I want to invite you now, if, if you're a prayer minister this morning, would you stand and move to your kind of assigned place in the room? So we've asked 12 different pairs of people to, to circle this room. We've asked them because they're serving in, in leadership roles, but today isn't really about leaders and everyone else because it's about a royal priesthood. And, and a royal priesthood isn't some of us. A royal priesthood is all of us because of the gospel. Every one of us filled with the Holy Spirit, clothed in Christ, filled with his power. And so today we're going to welcome you for the next 30 minutes to go to any one, just one of these pairs. And, and they're going to pray for you and do a demonstration of the symbol of who you are in the gospel if you will, an awakening to what's already true about you, an impartation of what has already been given to you in Christ, to lay hands on you and to proclaim over you that you are a royal priesthood set apart for God and for the kingdom purpose. You're a royal priesthood set apart for God and the kingdom purpose. It's a 30-minute period, and there's going to be this next slide is going to be up here. If it comes, there's a, there's a bunch of things on here to consider. How is Jesus calling me to grow as a priest? And here's the deal. As you kind of pick whatever line you want to go to to get blessed, the kids are going to come up in just a moment. Are they coming? They're on their way. Awesome. Yeah, you can bring them in. Yeah. The kids are going to be here. Let's give our K through fives a round of applause. We're inviting them because it's the whole family that's, um, that's on this journey as a prayerful family on mission. And we really wanted them to be a part of this prayer blessing and recognition. During these 30 minutes, as you kind of, it may not be your turn. If you see a long line, just stay where you are. You don't need to bombard it. Just kind of wait till the line lingers and then go up. But in the meantime, I want us to consider what does it look like to grow as a royal priesthood? I want us to pray over each other. Go up to somebody, maybe someone you don't even know, and say, this is how I'm being challenged to grow as a royal priest. Would you pray for me? Pray for someone else. And so over the next 20, 30 minutes, it's not just the prayer lines that are going to be happening, but we're all, as a priesthood of all believers, we get the privilege of blessing one another. Now, if you feel incredibly awkward doing that, it's okay. You don't have to. But, but I want to encourage you to step out and pray for someone else or share this is how I'm being stretched to grow. But every one of these guys is waiting to bless you, to lay hands on you, and to proclaim over you that you are a royal priest set apart for God and his purposes. So we want to take the next 30 minutes. Is Jimmy Black around by chance?
Yeah. So kids, can you come and find your parents now? Um, we're going to keep just a prayerful spot. And we want to have families come up together when it's time. Hopefully Jimmy didn't leave. Oh, there he is. You're like, you appear and you disappear. That's fantastic. It's amazing. The backstage, fancy backstage, okay. So I just want to pray over us. Lord, would you direct every heart, every child, into an awakening of what is already true of them. I pray that right now would not be a formality, but would be a holy impartation of being clothed in the very garment of Christ, the very power of the Spirit. I want to ask that you would direct hearts, not only to the prayer lines, but to one another. I want to pray for the exchange and impartation of blessing, that we would leave the garment house with a sign that every one of us is clothed afresh and every one of us is proclaimed a priest. We consecrate this next half hour to you. God, would you move in our midst during this time in a fresh and beautiful way that will carry on as we follow the cloud. Amen. Feel free to be led as you like. <laughs>